Good morning, Oregon. It's Friday, March 26th. This is Elliot News with your news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Four people in Oregon are being monitored for the Ebola virus after travel to West African countries that have outbreaks of the disease. The Oregon Health Authority says it has contacted all of the individuals and that the risk to the public is low. None were showing symptoms of the rare and deadly disease. They had traveled to Guinea and the Democratic Republic of the Congo and arrived in Oregon earlier this month. As of Wednesday, those countries had reported fewer than three dozen Ebola cases, and the outbreaks were limited to small areas outside of population centers. Still, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has issued travel warnings for both countries. Portland Parks and Recreation faces a nearly half-million-dollar fine for allowing toxic chemicals to run into the Willamette River, according to state regulators. The chemicals came from industrial parcels owned by the City Parks Bureau in northwest Portland. The Parks Bureau purchased the land more than a decade ago with plans to build a new entrance and trailhead into Forest Park. It was supposed to install mitigation features on the property by October 2019, but it never did. Soil on the properties contains polychlorinated biphenyl, a toxic chemical compound commonly known as PCB, according to the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality. The agency asserted that rainwater has been draining the toxins into the river. The environmental agency said it would consider reducing some of the hefty fine if and when the Parks Bureau completes the stormwater project. The city says work could begin as soon as this fall. A bill in the Oregon House would require employers to pay farm workers overtime if they work more than 40 hours in a week, the same rights that most non-farm workers in Oregon already enjoy. But the bill faces strong opposition from farmers who say they operate on thin margins and that the requirement could threaten Oregon's agriculture industry. Farmers say the exclusion makes sense because the work farm workers do is usually seasonal and because agricultural employers often pay to house migrant farm workers. Advocates for farm workers, however, say the change is long overdue, and they say the agricultural exemptions are steeped in racist origins in the Jim Crow South. California became the first state to require overtime pay for farm workers in 2016, and it's since been joined by New York, Minnesota, Hawaii, and Maryland. The Portland City Council is considering rules that would allow more sanctioned tent encampments, tiny house pods, and other forms of shelter for people experiencing homelessness. But they assured city residents this week that city parks and natural areas will be off-limits. That had become a point of contention in the debate during five hours of public testimony taken last week. The changes are an attempt to make permanent some temporary measures intended to help a growing homeless population. They were implemented under a housing state of emergency first declared in 2015. Even so, the city council is set to vote next week both on the rule changes and extending the state of emergency for another year. The Portland Children's Museum at Washington Park announced Thursday it would close permanently at the end of June, citing a loss of revenue brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. The Opal School, a charter academy that operates inside the museum, also will close June 30th. The museum featured rotating exhibits highlighting an array of scientific and cultural themes. It also had permanent exhibits, including a clay studio, a maker studio, a construction zone, and a transportation exhibit. Museum officials said in a statement that devastating attendance and revenue losses had forced the shutdown. Prior to the pandemic, the museum averaged about 250,000 visitors a year. The Portland Trailblazers made a deal prior to the NBA's trade deadline Thursday, acquiring guard Norman Powell from Toronto in exchange for guard Gary Trent Jr. and forward Rodney Hood. 
Although Powell doesn't play a position of need, he gives Portland a high-powered scorer who's averaging nearly 20 points this season while shooting 49.8% from the field and 43.9% on threes. He's also known to be a solid defender. Get more analysis on our Trailblazers podcast, Blazer Focused. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast, Blazer Focused. Thanks for listening. Find more news at OregonLive.com and learn how you can support our journalism at OregonLive.com slash pod support.